Welcome to the inaugural episode of Women's Career Corner. I'm one of your hosts, Millie Bjork, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sadie Burke. Sadie and I are both high school juniors from Colorado. I attend Kent, Denver, and Sadie is at Andover. Sadie and I got the idea for a Women's Career Corner this summer as we often found ourselves discussing college and what profession we may want to pursue when we grow up. Frankly, we found ourselves unsure and wanting more perspective. Our goal with Women's Career Corner podcast is to try and help young women, including ourselves, gain some insight and perspective about college and career choices. We try to do this through our interviews with successful professional women across various career paths. The format is pretty straightforward, as each episode will feature a conversation with a successful professional woman, of which Sadie and I what we hope will be some of the most relevant questions to help give our listeners college and career choice direction. Does that sound about right, Sadie? It does, Millie. I would just add that while we know it is unlikely listeners will leave these podcasts feeling like they've got their entire future figured out, we do hope it relieves some of the pressure and anxiety young women may have regarding choosing a career and or finding the right college. So with that as a backdrop, why don't we jump right into today's show? I'd like to introduce today's guest, Lena Liang. Lena lives in Chicago and is a product manager for GoGo and its Access Technology Group. GoGo, as many may know, is an in-flight entertainment company. Lena attended the University of Chicago for undergrad, where she received a BA in physics and economics. She also has a Master's of Science and Mechanical Engineering from USC, as well as an MBA from the University of Michigan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, ladies. It's really great to be a part of this, and um, I really uh, applaud your initiative to just learn some more about, you know, um, different careers and and uh, sort of what sort of what made all the makings for um, myself and all of your future guests. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that um, I'm, I would be happy to impart some knowledge that I picked up that I would have loved for my 16, 17 year old self to also hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So before we dive into specific questions as to how you decided to pursue a career in engineering, would you mind just telling us a bit more about your background? By that, I mean anything about growing up or other that just shaped you into the professional woman you are today, family, friends, mentors, etc. I guess sure. just tell us your story, if you will. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Miami, Florida, um, and um, I my mom was always um, a really big advocate for um, getting the best education that we could. You know, my family were immigrants, and we grew up, you know, really just sort of working class, you know, uh, and, um, but that said, we, um, you know, she always tried to pursue the best schools that we can get into. We moved to like good to neighborhoods where we're, where we'll have access to that education. And my mom really stressed, um, the importance of women being independent. You know, she grew up in a generation where, um, her, like her contemporaries and her, uh, role models didn't have any choices, and um, just being financially dependent on their spouses or their families, and that was a real challenge for her. You know, she moved to this country with um, very, you know, very little wealth, and she was married to, um, you know, my father at the time, and he was. Um, it was a really difficult relationship for her, and his family was very um, was very difficult and, you know, verbally abusive to her. So it was hard for her to, um, 
to find that independence, but she worked really hard to achieve it. So she, um, you know, went, um, she went to school, um, her BBA in accounting um, while we were small children. Like I remember going to her classrooms when um, she was taking college classes for accounting and uh, she would give us just like a coloring book and like four crayons and sit in a class for, you know, I don't know, 50 minutes or whatever while, while we were, um, we were with her because she had no one um, to watch us. So she would just bring us to school with her. So, you know, she graduated and um, she got her, she got her degree in accounting and then she went on to get, um, you know, her other, her other degrees. Um, she went on and she was working as a CPA um, for, the, for the Dade County Public Schools. So she was always kind of plugged into education. Um, I remember one thing when I was like maybe nine or 10, she really wanted to go back and get her MBA um, because that was for her, that was um, something that she always wanted and she never got finished while, while we were really, while we were really young. And when she was getting her, um, her bachelor's, she was probably maybe one semester or one and a half semesters away from getting a master's in um, business administration. But she had to stop because, you know, of, uh, um, you know, she had three. So when, when I was like nine or 10, she decided that she was going to enroll into like a part-time program and, and uh, get her, finally get her MBA. And, um, and I was just like, at that time, I, I wrote, I wrote my mom a note and I said, I'm, you know, I don't like, I, I really, I know you really want to do this, but I really, um, you know, I really don't, I really want you to be at home with us. Mm -hmm. So um, she'd already enrolled in classes and she, I think she was in like in class for like two weeks and then she stopped. Um, so, and she said that, you know, she really, that, uh, you know, her three kids still needed her. Um, mm -hmm. So she, she put that, um, you know, she put, she put that priority on her family. You know, she did eventually end up going and get his, her MBA. She went to an executive program at the University of Miami when I was um, graduating high school. And, wow. you know, it was, um, it was still something to do. And at that point we were very independent and I was actually like helping her with, you know, her calculus, cal you know, just like don't like correcting her calculus and her um, economics classes and stuff like that. Um, but it was, you know, so I would say that my mom was the strongest role model I had for um, sort of how I planned my education. You know, my, my mom wasn't an engineer though. Um, and she didn't have, I didn't have, actually didn't know any engineers when I was growing wow. up. Yeah. So it was just something that I always, um, I didn't discover that as a field until I was much, um, much older. Mm -hmm. And when I applied, you know, um, when I applied to colleges, I actually didn't even apply to any engineering schools. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I applied to, so my undergraduates from the University of Chicago, it's, a, you know, it's a liberal arts school. Um, but I really, in high school, I really, really loved calculus. I enjoyed physics. You know, I knew that I was kind of quantitatively inclined. Um and it was just something, you know, after I, um, after I was in college and I, I met um, a couple of uh, like career counselors and stuff like that, they were the ones that sort of like talked to me about, um, 
you know, engineering fields. Um, I talked to a couple of tech companies, but they were sort of like, you know, it was more on the software bent. So, um, you know, I tried, so I, when I, when I wanted to finally, like, I decided, like, I really wanted to break into this field as a career. That's when I decided to go and get my um, MSME in um, Los Angeles. So I, I moved there and I was in school for about three years to, um, to get my, um, my master's in engineering. And it, the, it was just downhill for, I mean, it was, you know, the rest is history. I just, um, I found a, I found a role at, um, my first, my first company outside after I've, um, got, um, after I got my, um, engineering degree was at Northrop Grumman. And, you know, from there it was always, um, you know, just trying to expand that skill set of, of technical expertise. Um, and that's something that I always pursued. Wow. That is a really inspiring story. Thank you so much for sharing. How about we now segue into some more pointed career questions? Millie, would you like to start us off? Yeah. Um, you were telling us about how you didn't always know that you wanted to be an engineer. What do you find most gratifying in the work that you do now after you figured out sort of what you wanted to do forever? So, you know, it's 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 little it's a little misleading. I don't think anyone really knows what they want to do forever because everyone grows and changes in their life. Right. So when I decided I wanted to go into engineering, um, I kind of approached it pretty, you know, like pretty analytically. I wasn't sure. I didn't know that much about engineering. I didn't know about um, the different roles or the different disciplines in engineering. You know, I knew about software engineering and coding. Um, my, my mom had a friend who was a software engineer at, at Motorola in Florida. So I knew a little bit about that. And I knew that I, you know, um, I took a couple of comp side courses and I kind of realized that's not really a role that I, I particularly enjoyed. So when I was looking at engineering schools and I was like kind of shopping around for an engineering program, I actually took a couple of continuing education classes at UCLA in electrical engineering and at USC in mechanical. So, and, and I kind of tried those two out because those are, I think, where I was starting to lean. Um, and, you know, when I discovered the curriculum for mechanical engineering and the stuff sort of like um, what, what it is that they study, it, it really resonated with me. You know, um, what I really enjoyed in, about physics in high school, it was all of that applied and like you know the problem solving aspects that i enjoyed in like you know complex math and um is, it was all of that like applied so i really enjoyed that aspect of it, it was like being able to look at problems yeah. and solve them totally so and, and you know in terms of um like my forever career it, it isn't it isn't necessarily i don't necessarily approach it like that or look at it like that and I think it's really important for young people also to have an open mind about it because you know um you do change you know I like I, I got a business degree um you know 10 years after I got my my engineering degree yeah and um you know I would have if you would have asked me 10 years ago uh when I finished first finished my um my MSME I would have told you I'm, I'm not interested in going into business or management because you know I just I was I'm like I was all tooled up for a really technical role um and be, to be successful in it so um but 
what I realized when I was, um, you know, about 10 years into my career is that I, I could be very successful as a technical expert, but there's still a whole other facet of a company and, and of understanding um, why decisions are made and how they're made that was not necessarily in my skill set of of, of my technical expertise, you know. Um, maybe part of it is, is sort of influenced because I have an econ background, you know. Mm -hmm. um, economics has always been something that is um, really interesting to me. You know, it's, it's a big motivator for a lot of, you know, world dynamics and political dynamics and stuff like that. So it's, you know, so maybe maybe that sort of um, shaped sort of my um, my curiosity, but uh, I think that, you know, it's just really important to be, to be curious and to have an open mind. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. Thank you. And presumably you've been around multiple engineers throughout your career. Are there any attributes slash characteristics that you find common among those engineers, particularly the ones that really enjoy it and tend to have the most success overall? Sure. Um, you know, I think that there's like a lot, there's a lot of stereotypes with engineers, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of all, you know, it's kind of, um, it's, I wouldn't, you know, it's, sometimes it's well-deserved, you know, I think a lot of folks, we just kind of like have like the, the self-deprecating humor that we like lean into those stereotypes also. But one thing that I've like, you know, everyone says like, oh, you know, you have to be really smart to be an engineer. You have to be really good at, you have to be like a math genius or whatever. And like, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, I think that it helps um, to, to have a quantitative background to really enjoy it. You know, it really helps if you um, like, if you take like a very like methodical, methodical approach to problem solving. Um, and it, it helps to be, um, yeah, it helps to be, um, it helps to be pretty like disciplined, um, but really you have to work hard, you know? And I think that's sure. like a common denominator. It doesn't matter if you're an amazing, you know, if, you know, per, if you're an amazing HR representative or someone in finance or an artist or, or you know, um, they're really successful. They're just, they're just really willing to like, a lot of work into it you know um when I was in high school I was you know top of my class and you know did uh, had um, great grades and did like all of the APs and IBs and IB um tests and stuff like that and I was like a really um you know I, I just I scored really well in high school but when I got to college I was like you the smartest person in the room at all you know and but I like you know I'm willing to work hard at it um so I think that's um, that's really, that's really important. And uh, that's a really important characteristic, you know, just to be um, resilient enough to understand that, you know, now you're going to be in a group where people are going to be better at things than some things than you are, and you're going to be better at some things than they are. So, uh, you know, learning how to learning how to, what you're good at and, um, you know, having the, having the humility and, uh, you know, the, um, the grace to like, you know, ask for help and, and, uh, and be led by other people too. Yeah. And sort of along that same, um, 
topic. We know that just because you get a degree in something in college, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to pursue that exact career path. Um, is that true for engineering? And if so, what alternate alternative career paths do you see engineers take? Um, I think that there's in some point, you know, early on in your career, like when you're right out of school, um, it's you, if you want to be an engineer, you probably have to have an engineering degree. And like, mm -hmm. I, I can say this from experience. Cause like I tried to be an engineer and I had a physics degree and that didn't, that didn't really work that well, you know, yeah. just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of engineers that are graduated every year, you know, and they go, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it is kind of a, um, it's a very practical sort of curriculum, you know, they teach you enough um, complex math and stuff like that so that you can solve these problems. Um, but they really approach things that with a very practical sort of bent, you know, um, you're not sort of trying to, you know, you're not trying to forecast electron cloud shapes, which is what we would use complex math and physics for. But, you know, and for engineering, it's kind of like that's not that's not what they're. That's not what they focus on for their career, um, for their yeah. curricula. So, when I, I would say that when you're very, very early on in your career, your choice in what you get your education in is relatively important. It's more important when um, in the beginning than it is in like just like two years in. You know, yeah. it literally is like two years is like really all. You know, the first two years is the only thing that that you. That it really makes big impact, and if you look at a length of a career, that's like that's nothing. Mm -hmm. And also, sort of along the same topic, my dad majored in finance in undergrad, and then ended up getting an MBA. And he often says that you might want to think about if you're thinking about going into business, you're better off majoring in something other than business because you can easier learn business in grad school or even on the job, but you can't really learn engineering like you were saying, or computer science or physics on the job. Would you agree with that advice? It's, um, it's, I think there's, um, your dad has like, there's a grain of truth to that. You know, um, some skills are, some skills just take a lot more discipline to totally. pick up, you know, and when you're in school, you have the luxury of time. You know, you don't have deadlines, really. You don't have, like, um, you know, your deliverables are, are, are relatively benign in comp when you have to start making, you know, when you have to start delivering things for, um, you know, for productivity and stuff like that. So, you know, there is, there is a little bit of truth to that. Um, you know, if you know what you want to do, Right, you know, when you when you're in your early twenties, um, then you're much better off picking a like choosing a course of study that will support that. If you're not sure what you want to do, you know, I think a like you know a, a generalist degree is great as long as it's practical, you know, yeah. and as long as it's something that resonates not just with um, like one field, you know. For for example, like if if I you know. I decided to get a physics degree and there's not really a whole lot of things that physicists like there's not really a whole lot of things that are really specific to like you know particle physics and stuff like that so yeah. like, unless you want to, unless I wanted to be like a researcher or work for the department of energy 
or anything like that. It's kind of a degree that's very just esoteric, you know. Um, I, you know, and if if there was an opportunity for a more general degree, you know, my my choice of school was 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 pretty, um, I guess, unique because um, University of Chicago at that time they, they there was no engineering school. You know, there is no there is no undergraduate business program. There, um, you know, it's only um, it's only like liberal arts and sciences. So either it's like chemistry, physics, biology, um, you know, other earth sciences and stuff like that, or it's you know like humanities and like law, letters, and society and stuff like that. Or, you know, so it's 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 really like one of these like small kind of like like college focused sort of like uh, curriculums. But that said, you know, it provides it provided a pretty um, since they were focused on like, you know, like all of the all of the arts and sciences, they, they forced their students to like have a good grounding in, you know, yeah. in these different subjects. So, um, you know, it, it was something if if I like if I'd known about maybe if I had known about a little bit more about engineering and, and um, the different schools and what, what I would necessarily be learning in them, you know, mm -hmm. it probably would have been easier for me to break into an engineering field. You know, I probably, I mean, but in the end it, I would have started at what, like two years earlier. And honestly, I might not have even gotten my master's in engineering at that point, which, you know, um, which is not like, it's not a bad thing. You know, like I'm, I'm really happy I got my MSME, you know, I've, I, it's really helped me in, in my role in, in engineering for um, a long time. So, um, you know, so I guess it's, you know, I guess the bottom line is if you, you know, if you know what you want right now, first of all, if you do, that's incredible. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you do, then, you know, if you, if you can pick us, pick us, feel the study that supports it, then great. If you uh -huh. don't, then, you know, a, a generalist degree, like a, like a BBA is also like a really great background because, and the reason I think that business would be a great choice because wherever you work, you're still working for a company and a company needs totally. to be profitable, right? Even yeah. a non-for-profit needs to be like they, you know, they have board members that they need to account for and stuff like that. So these are all, these are all, it's, it's just like a, a great sort of baseline and you understand what it means for a company to be successful. You know, so having that background is great, is a really great sort of um, boilerplate to build off of. And, you know, you can always, you can always get a, a specialized degree later on, like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And along the lines of, of college, you obviously attend some of the best universities in the world, but how important do you think one's college will be in getting their first job choice and or in her overall professional engineer? Also, given you're a senior person that runs teams of people, how important is the college someone attended in retirement? So I think that um, I'm not. I think it's it's a it's naive to say that going to a like a world class school isn't going to be a factor. It is always going to be a factor, you know. So get into the best school that you can for sure. I think that. Um, some folks are some folks really put a lot of value in that, but at the same time, like college is probably one of 
the times in your life that you grow a lot as a person. So you also have to make sure that you are in an environment that really develops you to the best adult that you can be. Yeah. So whether or not that's, you know, if you're going to Stanford or Harvard or any of that, or if you want to go to like Duke or, you know, Michigan or, you know, some of these, these are all great schools. They all have different things to, um, to offer. I think that there's for your first job out of school, if you go to the best undergrad that you can, it will give you a leg up. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that helps that people, young people maybe don't realize is, um, you know, tap your alum network too. You know, there's like, there's a lot of great successful hiring managers out there that love to like give, you know, kind of like give back to their alma mater yeah. in that regard. You know, plus, you know, it's a, it's a common ground that you have with someone who's interviewing you. For sure. Awesome. So on sort of a different note, what about women in engineering? In researching, it appears that only about 50% of engineers are female. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience as a woman in your field and maybe your biggest challenge you've faced? Sure. Um, I definitely, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a shortcoming of the field. You know, there are not a lot of women in engineering. Um, it's, you face a different kind of challenge, you know, like just walking into a room and you're the, you're different from everyone else that's there, you know, because of um, your gender. Um, it's, I think that there's, there's a, there's a lot of inroads that are being made. You know, there's a lot of support group, um, like um, professional networks that are trying to promote women in engineering. Um, and the greatest things that they provide are, are, you know, first of all, it's, it's like a support network that you can tap into for um, insight onto like what companies are like and, you know, what sort of like, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of culture they have. So that's like the, yeah. the best, the best resource for it. Um, and so for, for, for being an, an under, underrepresented group, like knowing what the co corporate culture is before you start a job there is really important, you know, some of like the biggest challenges, I think that um, I've ha definitely have had experiences at some companies where I've had male colleagues just like were, they just did not want to hear any sort of direction or guidance from me you know and that's that's really challenging there's nothing that there's nothing that you can do about that because because you don't control that person the only thing that you can control is how you react to it so um you know an important thing is, you know, even though there, I think an important thing to remember is even though there aren't a lot of, even if you're part of an, if you're in an underrepresented group, you'll always have an ally in the majority, you know, yeah. understand and appreciate who your allies are. And, you know, they really help you. So, and they, and they, you know, and they really helped me when I, when I was in that situation, you know, um, I was a very young team lead and I there was a another engineer who just refused to take any direction or guidance from me because he felt that I was underqualified or or for whatever reason you know really? um, 
the engineering managers that I was working with at the time, like I wasn't reporting to any, I was like dotted line to them, but they understood the value that I bring to the team and they, you know, made it, you know, they really brought, brought, um, stuck, stood behind me and supported me in that, in that regard. So, um, you know, that's, that's one thing that is, uh, a great, um, a great thing. Never just, it's, it's easy to, to get really beaten down by it, but it's really, uh, you know, it's, especially if you're in a very toxic sort of environment. Uh Um, but it's important to understand that, you know, you, you, that there are allies that you just have to look for them. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that advice. In closing, we would really appreciate any general thoughts you might have as we young women contemplate potential career choice. Is there any final advice you can leave us with? Um, I think that, I think that it's, um, part of, I guess, part of, uh, to, to extend on what I was saying before is, you know, knowing who your allies are, okay. having good mentors are really important. You know, um, you learn, you can learn a lot from, from mentors who are above you, who have more experience than you, um, and can teach you things like, you know, how to, um, you know, how to uh, write a report so that it supports your present or, or, you know, that it supports your argument, how to create a presentation that supports your report, you know, things like that is, is that good knowledge, but also don't be, um, you know, don't be too proud to be mentored by people like below you too. If, if you yeah. have, um, you know, especially, you know, you ladies are going to be just starting your careers in, you know, five years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you, you probably have, um, you, you probably have more experience with stuff like, you know, uh, social media presidents and stuff like that. And, and knowing how to reach a digital audience, maybe that your, um, you know, your superiors won't, won't necessarily be that connected with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's important, you know, in, in general for, um, women who are starting on the, out in their careers, like, you know, present confidently, um, present confidence and um, because you'll always have you always it'll always be a little bit more difficult you always have to be a little bit better than your your male peers you know um, and that's not that's just that's just the culture in our country but it makes it makes you it makes us stronger it makes us better too so you know, I'm, you know, don't be afraid of a challenge is, you know, is another thing, you know, um, because you will always learn in that situation. For sure. Uh, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. That is amazing, amazing advice. And just thank you so, so much for being here with us today and being so generous with your time. and perspective. It has been really fun and so helpful. Yeah, thanks so much, ladies. And I look forward to uh, hearing some more of your um, podcasts in the future. Yeah, we're excited. Thank you so much. And a reminder to our listeners, if you like what you heard, you can write us on whatever you're listening on and tell all of your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at Women's Career Corner and tweet us at the same username with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you We hope you've gained a bit of insight and perspective. Until next time, this is Women's Career Corner. Thanks.